0: Hello. You are, you are listening, listening to, to The Carol Connection, Connection with your host, Jared,
1: Jared Carroll. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Carol Connection. I am your host, Jared Carroll, here to bring you guys another great episode. I want to take a chance to shout out my last episode, episode 102. The art of communication. I had a guest cancel. So instead of not making any content, I decided to do a solo episode on the importance of developing your communication skills, why we should develop our communication skills, on um, the importance of advocating for yourself and your wants and your needs and expressing yourself in a proper, healthy manner. Uh, you can check that episode out at the Carol Connection. Simplecast.com. Also available Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major listening platforms. So, had to move some things around this week. We had a great fill-in guest who's been on the podcast multiple times, episode 14, episode 83, and was a co-host of the quarantine connection, which I did a mini-series during COVID. Jake Wickham. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. You're kind of like an honorary like co-host at this point. Like you just kind of like hop on and be like, hey, I need a guest. Like, all right, I'm down. And Dylan didn't show up, guys. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. I know he's a very high requested guest. Um <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> no, it's not. I bet. like I just wanted to throw some shade at him because he did not answer our text in the group chat. He just ignored it. So
0: Yeah, I think he's at home playing video games. I think don't, that's what he's
1: doing. Don't blame him. Celtics are on tonight. Go Celtics. Um huge game tonight, game four. Obviously, by the time you guys see this out, we'll already know the results of the, the game. Um on today's episode, uh, we're gonna go pretty short so we can catch the rest of this game. But I wanted to make some content, and June is Men's Mental Health Month. And I kind of want to talk about the importance of men's mental health. Obviously, we just had the Johnny Depp trial, and that was a huge kind of swing. It kind of felt like everyone was kind of rallying in Johnny Depp's corner, which was like a kind of an empowering thing for a lot of guys because we're consistently told that men don't have feelings and like men don't matter. And especially in today, in 2022, it really does feel like men don't matter and our feelings are just kind of worthless. And it's sad that they encourage us to express ourselves, but they are quick to push us down when either you're the angry man stereotype or he's sad, he's dangerous. Like you're an outcast, you're the sad boy. Like I've been in that category on TikTok before. So seeing Johnny Depp win this case, I think is a huge swing because men can be abused. Men have emotions, men have feelings. And when I was watching this case, it was nice to see someone because he was honest about the stuff. He's a drug addict or a former drug addict, at least I'm not sure on like the, if he's still using or not, obviously I think he still does regardless alcoholic as well. Um, had a very traumatic childhood and I think that played a role into why he was in this abusive relationship with Amber Heard and he was, he owned up to his stuff. Like, and it was interesting to see the cadence and obviously they're both actors. I get that, but to see him talk about himself and he was very candid with himself. He was very honest. And it came off that way. When you looked at Amber Heard speak, very chaotic, very kind of, kind of twitchy. Um, you could tell she was not telling the complete truth on everything. Obviously maybe some nerves cause she knows it's a, a very a national case at this point, but, Seeing him win this case, and I think he even said, this is more about my reputation than actually winning this money. And I think that's huge for men because obviously the Me Too movement has come into play and it's in nowadays, it's the court of public opinion, not um, guilty or innocent and proven guilty, which is kind of crazy that our society has swung that way. So things could pop up like they did because if you go back a few years, when these allegations first came up, Johnny Depp was canceled, straight up canceled. And it took him like if the average guy was ever in this situation, fucked, absolutely fucked. Like he's not getting out of the situation. Johnny Depp is a millionaire and had the funds to get a, a fantastic legal team to put together the pieces of evidence to prove his innocence. And I just wanted to like highlight these factors because it was such a polarizing case to watch. I mean, I can't remember the last type of case I want, but maybe it was the, like, the last, like, case that was, like, moving people. Maybe the Chauvin trial with uh, George Floyd was, like, the last case that I saw on the news that was, like, drawing this much attention.
0: There was that, and then there was um,
1: the Kyle Rittenhouse, too. Yep, yep, that was another huge case. Like, that was the last time I've seen, like, a case catch this many people's attention. So, like, obviously, being Men's Mental Health Month, I feel like it was a good topic to kind of go into this podcast with, and I kind of want to get your opinion on just, like, that trial, obviously, whatever, whether it's a long... So, soliloquy or kind of short? Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I think that, uh, you know, it was like people jumping in because it was like, look at this chaos, these celebrities, like this ridiculous conversation. Like they're in court talking about how Amber took a shit on his bed, you know? It's like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Amber so, Turd, yeah. Yeah, Amber <laughs> Turd, yep, yep. She uh, defecated fecal matter all over the bed. It's like, <laughs> the guy talked so weird throughout the, pot, uh, the trial. Too. So it was just, it was interesting to see the psyche of both of them that, like you said. Um, and I think overall, it was just like, there's a desire and hunger from most people for the truth. Like, just, we want the truth. You know, if someone did something wrong, they should be held accountable for it. If someone lied about something, they should be held accountable for it. You know, because it's definitely important that there was a Me Too movement and a feminist movement because, you know, we, it, it's just historic that women have been, you know, completely downtrodden in society, second-class yeah, oppressed, second-class yeah, second citizens, and, you know, had sexual abuse. Um, so it's good to call that out. But at the same time, it's like the believe all women thing. It's just, let's be honest, not all women are honest, not all men are honest. People are liars, just, it's facts. You can't just say believe all, because in this instance, that's what Johnny Depp proved, was that you can't believe all women because— Some of them are fucking liars. Amber Heard made that all up. You know, she said she bought that makeup to hide her bruises and it wasn't even out yet. So she's just looking for lies, looking for things to make up, you know. So overall, I think that it was good that the truth came out, you know, and Johnny Depp was kind of looked at as the man he used to be, which is a great actor, Jack Sparrow.
1: Yeah, and he was celebrated. Like, and it was good to see social media rally behind that too. And I think what you're pointing out too is like, People are looking for the truth. The actual middle of this country where most people reside, not the extreme left, not the extreme right, in the middle, most people just want the facts so we can determine what we think is the truth. Give us everything at hand and let the people decide. Because obviously you're going to have extremists on the left and obviously you're going to have extremists on the right. But most people don't want to hear the bullshit. They don't want to hear the lies and people want to see accountability. And I've talked a lot about that on this podcast is I think accountability is kind of lacking in our society is like we don't hold people accountable mm-hmm. for their actions. And a lot of people get off on crazy shit. And especially during um, this month, talking about mental health, like another like trending topic that was in the news was the Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey situation. Um, they separated, obviously, on social media and he was at the finals game. I don't know if you saw the the video of him where he's just sitting at, sitting at, um, behind the basket, and he just looks super fucking sad. Like, he just looks sad. And, like, if I pulled up, I could try to pull up the, the thing quick. But, like, every guy will resonate with his face, and the look that he kind of had... Feels bad. Yeah, just like when you lost someone that you really cared about, and mm-hmm. let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah, and I'll be honest.
0: I wasn't paying as close attention to this case, so
1: yeah, you know, no, I I'm very a lot of information on it. It was something along the lines of this, for sure. Yeah, it was like the I video, but that. I'm not gonna play the video because we're on, oh, on the yeah, podcast.
0: I've, I've seen that picture. Yeah, and it's, it's a solid mustache. Let's be honest. Yeah, That's no, a solid, shout out sad Top face. Gun.
1: Right now, everything is like super <laughs> mustache. <laughs> I was but gonna like,
0: say, if you're gonna be sad, like at least the man's hands.
1: Like, yeah, no, it's facts, and it's just like it because it it shows too that it's like men can be sad, like we can. Without actually visibly crying, you could look at that dude and, like, you could tell he's not all there. Like, Mm -hmm. breakups hurt. Yeah. Breakups hurt, and especially when you really cared about someone. And the amount of fucking shit that I saw thrown at that man on Twitter and, like, Instagram and TikTok. Like, oh, she's young. She could do whatever she wants. And she can. I'm not saying she can't. But to just tear at that man because he wanted family and a marriage and she didn't. And, like, then they started throwing the ages out there. And, like, they're, like... I think she's 25. I think he's like maybe 35, I think. Mm. But it's like, it's one, it's not really that crazy of an age difference when you really think about the grand scheme of age and dating yeah,
0: as you get older, it doesn't really matter.
1: And it's just like, you can see a man who's visibly hurt and then people just stomping on him. And it's like, I, I showed you this quote that I saw on Facebook and I just wanted to read it because I think it, especially with the Will Smith stuff that happened semi recently well, especially with men's mental health, this kind of just hit home for me when I saw this on Facebook today. Y'all laughed at Johnny Depp because at first, because y'all swore up and down a woman couldn't abuse a man. Y'all laughed at Will Smith when his wife was having entanglements with other men and nearly started to cry on her TV show. Now y'all laughing at Michael B. Jordan because he gave a woman his whole heart and she crushed him. Man, please, y'all ever wonder why men make up for for seventy eight percent, obviously I don't know if that number is actually true of total sui- of the total suicide rate because no one gives a single fuck about us unless we are dead can provide something in our doing things to make other people happy. Men are only I think Chris Rock made the joke way back I think it was Chris Rock right made it back in the day is um only dogs women and children receive unconditional love or was it Dave Chappelle might have been Dave Chappelle. It was one um, of those two. I think it was, just, it was I think Chris, Chris Rock. Rock.
0: It was Chris Rock.
1: And that that's unfortunate. That quote still kind of holds some truth. Obviously, he's, be, he's a comedian. He's being comedic in that sense. But I mean, I've had life experiences. I mean, you've probably have had your share of life experiences. Um, and more recently, as someone that has become more vulnerable, I mean, my literally mantra on my Instagram is feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. I have... Seeing the ramifications of being an emotional man and the way people look at you, the way people treat you, that you're erratic, that you're not rational, that your feelings are kind of invalid and they tell you to man up. Mm -hmm. That's something that we were raised on. I mean, playing sports, man up, don't cry, don't be a bitch, don't be a girl. Yeah. Literally feminizing emotions. And as I've gone through, I've kind of understood why. That was there. I think there is like kind of this unwritten, invisible masculine, uh, masculine burden of performance that we have to live up to as men, and it's being accountable for each other. And I think if men could come together and create those support groups for each other, I think society would be a lot better off because a lot of the times we don't have places to go with our emotions. We're told suppress, 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 mm-hmm. and I, I don't, I don't really think that's healthy. I don't know if you have anything to add on to like that kind of sentiment.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's also like the uh, old mindset was like, oh, the men are the ones that have to be strong because they're the ones that control everything anyway. Like they can't be emotional. They have to lead. Um, And then with women, it was that they can be emotional because they have the guy there. And this is all traditional stuff that we've moved away from. You know, it's now more equality. It's that men and women are equal. Um, And with that, there should be also the sentiment that men are allowed to feel just like women are allowed to feel. Um, You know, people go through different traumas differently. They handle it differently. Um, People get emotional. Men, you know, cry. And I've also been in a situation where I cried as a man in front of a woman that I was with and I was ridiculed for it. Same. You know, and it could have been, you know, if because it was already at the end of that relationship but it was just a sign of weakness that you thought was going to be something to bring you closer together to share a vulnerability to be honest with your like how you feel and that just gets looked at as weakness on, on your part they look down on you for that you know you're not supposed to feel your feelings um i hope that you know that's also signs of immaturity hope people grow past that but overall there's a lot of immaturity with people making fun of michael b jordan like you said making fun of will smith um, where they bash on them, you know? I mean, it's not just women that bash on. No, no. Men, it's men, too, yeah. you know? Because, you know, weaknesses looked at in a negative way when people, you know, just go through swings. There's good days and bad days, you know? You should be allowed to
1: feel your bad days. I agree with that, and I think, to even go with what you said, I've cried in front of a girl that I was talking to, and, like, you think that it's going to bring you closer. You think that they're going to respect you for being honest about your emotions. And instead it like, I hate to use this word, but it almost like turns them off and repulses them. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you doing this? Like you're my vision of, or my template of a man is not this. And we encourage men be more open, be more vulnerable, be more honest. And then men do. And we're pushed away or laughed at or ridiculed. and, Things need to change. I think they are changing. And I think, in the sense of equality, we all deserve equality in the sense of human rights and all those actual aspects of the law. But I'm going to say this I don't really care what people, if I ever get judged for this, men and women are different. And the fact that we are different inherently makes us not equal. And I'm not saying we're not equal in the sense of laws or human rights. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, we're biologically just different. We feel emotions differently. Chemicals are produced in our bodies differently. And that is a component of why we are looked at differently. And I can understand that. But I hope as our society progresses forward, and obviously it's great that now women are in the working force, they're getting more educated than ever before, and things are getting on a more equal setting foot in terms of opportunities. On the men aspect, it seems like our roles have been stagnant for a while and we need a space where we can be allowed and accepted to be emotional. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the suicide rates, it's not even fucking close. Men are self deleting themselves at rates that are crazy compared to women. Maybe it's because they're just more willing to do it. Maybe there's just like the masculine. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And women just don't do it. I, I don't know what the actual cause is that, but the numbers are there. It's It's very glaringly obvious that men are self, deleting. because I'm not trying to use the word. Obviously we're going to put this on YouTube, but like the, the suicide rate itself is like crazy. And obviously you throw pandemic, you throw a possible recession that's coming our way. Things are not looking great right now in the United States. Keep it honest. But like therapy and like mental health are, are conversations that need to happen more often. And that's why I was like kind of excited to do this episode, especially with yourself. Obviously we're family and we're more in touch with our emotions and obviously probably I'd say more than the average guy. Mm. So it's like a conversation that I feel comfortable having with you because we share pretty similar beliefs on a lot of these topics. And I feel definitely better talking about this with you as kind of like a co-host kind of like bouncing off the, these topics and these ideas. And if there's guys out there listening, it's okay to seek help. It's okay to feel emotions. It's okay to feel sad. But please don't suppress it. Don't push people away. And I know it's hard when you're in those emotions, when you're in those depressive states. But there's reasons why we have these therapists, these mental health facilities, because we need to help each other, especially in times like this, especially as men. And I've seen a lot more groups and creators that are talking about men's mental health, which are fucking awesome. And I'm trying to be one of those where we could talk about these th- mental health in general, but obviously, being a man, I like to speak on men's mental health mostly because I struggled th- struggled with it myself. So, and I've gone to therapy, so I've worked on these things with a therapist for over a year, and I found it super helpful because you had someone listen for once, and they weren't listening to to judge you, mm-hmm. and I found that super powerful because. Back to what we said, I've cried and been emotional in front of friends, family, romantic partners, and there's always this, this judgment that's there, whether they openly or overtly show that there is, there's judgment there. And with my therapist, there isn't, they don't know me like that. Mm -hmm. She's there to give me advice. And I think that's super powerful because most men don't have that. They don't know this route because it's like, we're, we're so afraid of this route. Yeah.
0: And it's kind of interesting. Cause I think like the idea of like crying in front of someone, like if you're crying in front of another man, I think that there's like a sense of them being uncomfortable. And I think that's natural in all of us. It's cause you're uncomfortable because you're empathizing at the same time without realizing it because you're uncomfortable that they're crying in front of you because you feel like you can't cry in front of anybody else. So you're kind of empathizing but internalizing it, right? So you that's why people probably feel uncomfortable is just because they are too afraid to feel those emotions too. They don't know how to handle it, you know? I think that there's um a lot that gets unsaid. Like the whole communication thing that you said earlier, there's not as much communication. I feel like people don't talk about their feelings as much as they probably could, you know?
1: No, I agree with that. And that's why, like, i tried to make the mantra kind of like feel your feelings because like, and like, I want to almost elaborate on that. Like the next step after you feel them is communicate them. If you are feeling depressed, if you are feeling anxious, there are so many options out there for treatment, for help. And I know it's hard. Like, it's like the hardest thing. I always said one of the hardest things I ever had to do was look my mom in the face and be like, I need help. Because the instant reaction is always like, Why? Why do you need help? And I understand that side of it because it's like your parents or your loved one might feel like, what am I doing wrong that you can't come to me and talk about this? And for people who are in that situation who might listen to this, it's not that they don't feel comfortable coming to you is they need a professional. Like that's really the matter. Like the truth of the matter is, is like you need a professional in this situation to kind of walk them through these things, to process these things, to give them actual helpful advice. and That is something my therapist did was able to hold me accountable for my emotions to tell me when I was acting out and she never invalidated what I feel too. And I think a lot of the time when you're expressing yourself to someone, they might invalidate or they, the classic, I think the the running joke sometimes is like people will bring up stories about themselves to relate to your, like Mm -hmm. whatever your issue is and stop doing that people. It doesn't help. Um, Your therapist isn't going to do that. They're going to allow you to kind of dump on them and just kind of, release all that that emotion and that tension that's in there because a lot of the stuff too is childhood built. Mm -hmm. A lot of that stuff is the things that are in our subconscious when we are super young that that we don't even understand. So as an adult, trying to unpack that is so important and trying to get back to who you were as a kid to understand yourself fully, especially if you come from broken homes. Mm -hmm. Like I've noticed that too in a lot of my friends and even some of the people that I've interviewed that have come from broken homes that There's a lot that they had to overcome to get to the place where they were to have conversations with me to express themselves in the way that they have. So, I think that's a huge issue in America right now, and it even ties into. um, I talked a little bit about this on episode 101 with with Mark about the the school shooting that happened recently, because people always instantly jump to gun control, and we're not gonna. I don't really care too much to talk about the topic of gun control because I think there is stuff to talk about there. I think the, one of the, the real root of the problem is that people don't want to talk about is the mental health because guns have always been readily, readily available like this. It's been part of our laws and constitutions for years, and this has never been an issue. To me, it's an issue of mental health. It's clearly people who are unhinged and derailed from society that aren't getting the help that they need. And I think the statistic is most of these mass shooters come from broken families. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a huge problem is like the, the marriage system in our country is failing. Divorce rates are an all time high. The birth rate is super low. Like things are the nuclear family is like deteriorating and that's what builds great societies is the nuclear family. Like that's what builds great economies and like everything. So when that's falling apart, our society is going to fall with that. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing that now more than I think, I think I've seen the statistic for, for women, I think it was like one for women are on like antipsychotic medication, whether there's depressives uh, for depression or anxiety. And like, that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously the statistic isn't like that for men because men aren't even getting help. So like our society is like, so crazy right now that mental health needs to be talked about and needs to be addressed and action needs to be taken on the individual part.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's where it starts. Um, yeah, just the sense of community is a lot different than it used to be, obviously. I mean, people are way more just in their own world almost. Like when you have, um, you know, your your phone on you, you can just get lost in it and get in your own world with it without realizing that there's so many people around you. Like if you just took everybody and like in the suburbs and, you know, the cities, let's just say, snap your fingers, there's no buildings you're on your phone. You look up. There's going to be so many people around you that you just don't even talk to. Like, just on a fundamental level, we're just not communicating as much anymore.
1: Just think about, like, like how many followers. Just think about how many Digital. followers you have and put them all in a room. Like, just whether it's Instagram or something like that. It's all, like, 10 people is a lot of people. Yeah. You throw hundreds, if not thousands of people in a room. Like, I, I was saying this the other day when on my TikTok. I have 60,000 people. You mm-hmm. can feel stadiums with that. I was like that's fucking, I don't even know 60,000 people. Yeah. Shit. Maybe I probably don't even know. I can't say, I probably know a thousand people. That's probably, that's probably, I probably know around there, if not a little bit. And that, that's contingent on them knowing you too. Yeah. So it's like, goes back to what you said is we don't, that sense of community is lost. Yeah. And I think it starts going back into our own communities. I always, I'm a huge proponent on like building where you live, building on like, your community and like the people around you. And like, that's why I started this podcast was because like to build the connection with the people closest to me, because like I can't affect the entire world. I can't even affect Massachusetts for that matter, but I can affect the people around me. Mm -hmm. And it's like kind of like that butterfly effect. You make one little change in the universe and like, it could go years and years ahead. And like, this could turn into something in like 10 years that I didn't even know because I decided to start this back in 2019. So and centered around mental health, it's kind of like, that was what was super important to me. So if you want to talk about, I don't know, becoming a Twitch streamer or sports or fucking the constitution, I don't know fucking anything, like whatever you're super passionate about, talk about it, talk about it with people around you, advocate for it, like bring awareness and like try to bring change where you think change needs to be made. Mm -hmm. And it starts small. And I think that's where, I'm aiming with this podcast with men's mental health. I I know I probably won't get crazy listens on this, but it's like talking about these conversations and making whether it's a flick of a dent in the universe. I'm trying to do something like that. And you guys obviously didn't hear, but I was on the pre-show for the ever-changing vibe. And we were talking about making a dent in the universe and like shout out Wally. He's a huge um, inspiration with the way I do my podcast. We co-collab on a lot of things and we bounce ideas off each other. And I think it's important to have friends of that nature. And especially being a man, I think it's important to have men that also support your like-minded visions and like, allow you to feel your emotions and express your emotions in healthy ways. Um, I do want to start wrapping up this podcast. Um, obviously with men's mental health, I want to kind of live, leave you with the last word, kind of just say whatever you want to say. You can go on a little rant if you want to. It's kind of like my, my little clip. Sorry for you guys. I can look for the clip. So I I won't get too ranty. I mean,
0: I think that just human contact, human connection is the most important thing. Um, You know, a lot of times when people, like you look at people that have done these horrible things going on, um, like the Uvalde situations, like usually those are people that are just deprived of some kind of human connection. You know, their world is hell, so they want to make the world hell for everybody else, hurt the most vulnerable because they feel like they've been wrong and hurt their whole life. Um, So I, I think that just people trying to spend more quality time with the ones that they love, just spend more time hanging out with people, building those connections, getting yourself outside your comfort zone and growing as a person. Those are all the things that are most important. Um, Yeah. And if you need help, you go seek it. So,
1: yeah. And I'm going to build on that just to wrap it up with men's mental health. You need to seek help if you need it. Um, If you have people that are struggling in your circle, you could tell with facial expressions, like we saw with the Michael B. Jordan situation. You could tell that person is in pain. Reach out to them. Cause like we have friends that are going through situations whether it's breakups, getting fired from work, family deaths, like people are struggling. This is a tough time in 2022. So reach out to people who need it and spread love and kindness. So that's what we need most honestly right now. Uh, to wrap up the podcast, Please check out all my other great episodes, the, my amazing guests. I have a ton of them. This is episode 103. You can check out everything out at the Carol Connection at Simplecast.com. also available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major listening platforms. So until next time, guys, peace.